Welcome to ASHTA Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. This is another FAQ episode of the podcast today with two guests from Ashto Resource. We've got Bob Lutz, the manager of Ashto Resource. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Brian. And Tracy Barnhart, the quality manager for Ashto Resource. Hey, Brian. Morning. Good morning. And as always, we have our wonderful producer, Kimberly Swanson. Hey, Kim, how are you doing? Good morning, Brian. <laughs> Now that everybody knows who's with us, uh, today I, I got you together because we want to talk about something going on this month that is kind of a big deal for us. It's the Ashto Resource Technical Exchange. Bob, would you like to tell the listeners about the Technical Exchange? What exactly is this thing? I guess first and foremost, it's a meeting, but it's not any ordinary meeting. And we actually don't even like to call it a meeting. We call it a technical exchange because it's more like a workshop and we call it an exchange because we really want it to be a back and forth conversation. It's not just us and our guests teaching or lecturing. It's a, it's a conversation about technical topics, about quality topics, about even things like ethics and workforce development and those types of topics that affect us all. So it's truly an exchange of information. We try and get the attendees engaged and participating and sharing their knowledge with everybody. So it's not just us up there talking. Okay, so why are we doing this? Where does hosting and, and developing this sort of technical exchange come into play for our role in the industry? You know, it's our mission not just to do assessments and uh, you know, write nonconformities, but we want to be seen as a partner in the industry. We thought there was more we could do in terms of education and training and sharing information and thought, you know what, maybe there's an opportunity here to do something bigger and better. What is the response like from people who have attended the technical exchange? The response has been so overwhelmingly positive. We planned our first meeting back in 2017, and we weren't exactly sure if people were going to like it or not. Uh, because we're so customer-focused, we made sure to survey all of the attendees on the individual sessions that we held, as well as the overall conference. And the comments coming in were just so positive because people had never experienced anything like this before. It was so atypical of what they've attended in the past. And it's focused on construction materials testing at the quality manager, laboratory manager, technical staff level. So people were just so excited and said, oh, next year I'm going to send more of my staff to this. I wasn't quite sure what to expect. And that's what we're seeing each year with the feedback that we're receiving. This event has morphed into something bigger and better each year. And a lot of that is due to the feedback that we re receive from attendees. We've incorporated so many of their suggestions over the past uh, few conferences, and we want to make it work for the people that are attending it. So we're really excited about the event this year. We have, again, incorporated feedback and suggestions that we've received previously, and 
hopefully people will really like it. Yeah. So let's dig into that a little bit more. What, what aspects of it make it atypical that people really enjoy? The focus on quality related topics that I think is something new that people had never really experienced before. We're talking about corrective action, how to handle that internal audits, management reviews, things of that nature. And then we've also focused on specific technical topics. Uh, for instance, this year we're doing a session on the hydrometer test for fine grade soils. We're doing a session on the ignition oven uh, correction factors, focusing in on those specific topics that maybe people are struggling with and they want to learn more about. And we can dig a little bit deeper into those topics. And then also the attendees can share with each other uh, the knowledge that they've gained uh, in their own experiences. And as Bob mentioned earlier, it really is a technical exchange, sharing that information with each other. Yeah. So how do we do that? How do we get the the technical exchange aspect of a, of that content? So you're talking about training people essentially on some of these things. How does it go from training to an exchange of ideas and thoughts and discussion in a session? When we have our on-site events, we typically break people down into smaller groups during many of the sessions, not all of them. Uh, so these people can network with each other during the sessions and exchange the information that way instead of having to catch up with people after the event. It actually occurs during the session. And people really love that aspect of the event where they can talk to other laboratory managers, talk to other, other quality managers within those sessions and exchange the information back and forth. Of course, we're feeding them information as well from our experiences but they're adding a lot to the event and to those sessions by just sharing information that they've experienced in their own laboratories. Yeah, so before I leave the feedback issue, what is the most common comment that you've received in your surveys from people? And you don't have to have, I don't, I'm not looking for the statistical <laughs> breakdown, but just what is the most common thing you've heard from attendees? Honestly, the most common thing is people say it's the best conference that they've ever attended. And that is such high praise for our event. It makes us feel really good about what we're doing and what we're putting out there for people. Yeah, that is amazing. Uh, now, now, Bob, let me go back to you on this one. So part of a conference is typically you have the, the different sessions, but then you also have some sort of network area or trade show section what does that look like at the technical exchange typically? Now, I know this year is going to be a little different. We'll get into that later, but let's focus on what happens when people are actually in person. Right. It is going to look a little different this year. You're right. But typically, it looks like in a number of um, vendors and service providers. Uh, I think the first year we had maybe seven and the last time we got together, we, we had 10 or 12. Um, but these are companies that provide services to the industry, uh, equipment vendors, calibration service providers, um, software providers, um, not a, training providers, uh, people that that our customers typically deal with. You know, so it allows them to not only interact with each other, but interact with some of the other people that support 
the industry. Very casual, um, but a, another good way for them to share information and to get information. Okay, Kim, I'm going to ask you a question because you're involved with this as well. Uh, so Kim, Kim's a big, she plays a big role in the technical exchange uh, when it's going on. So she kind of makes sure, just like she produces this podcast, she kind of produces uh, a large part of the technical exchange and make sure she makes sure that we're all where we are supposed to be, uh, which is not easy, uh, <laughs> as some of us have a tendency to wander off and get in conversations with people, and then um, you can see how well it's going just by looking at Kim's face uh, any day <laughs> during the technical <laughs> exchange. But Kim, how you know we talked about engagement, uh, exchanging of ideas, but another thing that happens in these kind of conferences is we also have engaging experiences for people who attend uh, evening events or uh, different things to get them engaged with the vendors. Uh, how do we how do we handle that? So en engaging the attendees is is a really important part of the technical exchange again because as Tracy and Bob have said we really want it to be an exchange and not only of technical ideas and stuff but just exchanging and expanding people's network um, the construction materials testing industry is a smaller network right like it's not huge um, so making those connections and expanding people's network that you know from around the world really we have attendees that come from around the world so when we're in person we do a lot of things to try to get people engaged and things on our social media and hashtags and things like that but we also have again some social events and things that are not necessarily all focused on technical information because we think building those relationships and building your network is really important part of the event and it's not solely just about i learned this one thing and i can take this back and actually put it into practice which is great and we want that but it's also i made a connection with this person so now outside of the event we can connect like oh are they having a similar problem in their laboratory or how are they handling this and it's really like extending those connections beyond the meeting itself so we can do that a lot of different ways we also have door prizes for the people and things like that so we try to keep it fun um, and educational so it's a mix of mix of all of that yeah i, I found that the last couple times we so we do have a, a meetings department at ashto that helps us with with putting on some of these events too and one of the things that they're really good about is finding local areas of interest. Uh, for example, when we were in Savannah, we had a really great reception the one night at a, a historical venue uh, with some delicious food and beverages and uh, music. And it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, and that's something that I know that people have come to expect from this event as well. You know, you get the exchange of ideas and information, but you also uh, have some fun along the way, which is great. But as was mentioned earlier, Bob, this year is going to be quite different because we are in the middle of a pandemic and we are going to be handling this virtually like so many other uh, conferences have been held. What are we going to do to maintain engagement in this kind of environment? Well, it is going to be different. It's going to be a challenge, but we we're doing a couple things. Uh, first of all, we have a, a platform for 
hosting this meeting, this technical exchange that allows for a, a couple different ways really for people to interact with each other. Uh, in every session, there's a chat feature so people can ask questions of each other. They can ask questions of us. Um, we will have vendors as well, and there will be virtual tables where people can sit down and, and talk to the vendors. Um, we are going to have some uh, social events, if you will. We're going to have, uh, I, I think I need Tracy's help on this. We're going to have someone tentatively show us how to make salsa and read us. Salsa, right. So we're going to, we're going to do some fun things there. We are uh, going to have tables also where people can interact with us again, virtual tables. Uh, and, you know, people can can have their cameras on as well if if they want to. So you can not only hear people, but you can see people. Um, we're using a production company to help us make it look and feel as much as as it can, like a real meeting, like a face to face meeting. So we've really given a lot of thought and putting a lot of effort into making it as much as an in-person meeting as a virtual meeting can seem. Yeah, so what, Tracy, they're going to make salsa. Why Why salsa? That's, that doesn't seem like a, a, a construction materials uh, <laughs> event to me, unless we're following some ASTM procedure for making salsa, but I'm not aware if that exists or not. Uh, what What's the story with the salsa making? It's because we were supposed to be in Fort Worth, Texas this year for our in-person event. So we wanted to continue the Texas theme with the event. And we we chose something that people would identify with Texas. So th this is how many have we had now? This will be the fourth? Yep, this will be the fourth one. Okay, so the fourth one, uh, there are only so many kind of... Um, sort of general topics that we can cover in these, right? How do we keep that content fresh from year after year? That is something that we focus pretty hard on during the planning stage. Uh, going back to the feedback, we actually ask attendees what topics they would like to have us consider at least for future events. So we get a lot of ideas just from feedback from attendees. And then, of course, we're tracking from year to year what topics that we've covered, and we try not to repeat too many of them. Uh, some of them will be repeated pretty regularly if they're more general, like a corrective action session or something like that. But we're always looking for fresh content. As you know, there are so many topics that we could cover on the technical side, even if we just covered one test method or a couple test methods during each conference. I don't think we're ever going to run out of fresh content. So we're, we really try hard to include fresh content as well as those repeated topics that people are always interested in. What's the what's the drop dead for somebody to enroll if they still want to attend the virtual event? I think you can register right up until the day of the event. Yeah. I think so, that's correct because it's virtual. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the great things about the it being an online event is that you don't really need to plan that much for as far as attendees go. Um, and I think we've made it all this way in the, through the episode without actually saying when the technical exchange is. And it's March uh, 15th through the 19th. 
it's a whole week of an event and you can register right up until Monday. You could probably even register after during the event. I don't believe that there is any restrictions um, around that. And you can do it right from your living room, your office, um, from your car. <laughs> if, you need, don't, if you need a quiet spot, I know I've had a couple meetings in my car <laughs> during the pandemic um, just to uh, park, of course, safety first. But um, so, yeah, so I think that's one of the great things about having it online is that you can join from anywhere and you can register whenever is convenient for you. So if you forget, if you've forgotten, you still have time. Just to tag on to that, having a virtual event, although it's not ideal, it does decrease the expense because you're not having to pay for travel expenses. We don't have to feed everybody. We don't have to worry about providing beverages for everyone in the evening. So this year's event is less expensive than it normally would be. And of course, Kim touched on the convenience of attending from wherever you'd like, which is really great. So we're looking forward to probably having a lot more attendees for those reasons. Okay, so let's talk about expense since we're going over the, the particulars now on the event. What, how much is it for an attendee? Let's, let's just talk about the non-member since member is only a DOT and that gets very confusing for people when we talk about who is a member of Ashto. Uh, so what is the non-member rate for attendees? The non-member rate is $299 and that covers everything that is available for the conference the entire week from Monday through Friday, including the happy hour social event activity and prize drawings at the end of the event on Friday. They also can receive professional development hours for each session that they attend, and that's included in their attendance fee. There'll be plenty of networking opportunities during the event and then all attendees will have access to all of the recorded content at the end of the event for a specific period of time you'll be able to access the information after the event do the attendees get any other any other perks like get out of management review free card one time for 2021 or something like that i don't think so oh uh, that's too <laughs> nothing bad. like that but they can win a prize really so that's exciting. Yeah, okay. we might have some gift cards and such to give away during the event. Uh, what are the hours that people will have to be thinking about for attending? For Tuesday through Friday of that week, we're typically starting around 11 a.m. Eastern time. And that is because we want to accommodate as many time zones as we can. We didn't want to start too early because we want to make sure our West Coast attendees will be able to attend as well. So it runs from approximately 11 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then Monday, we're doing a dry run for attendees so they can get familiar with the virtual platform. That starts at 1.30 p.m. And then we'll have our social event with the salsa and margarita making at 2.45 p.m. on Monday. And the full agenda is posted on the events tab of our website. If you click on that, it'll take you to the event site and the agenda and all of the times for each session are on there, as well as the abstracts for the sessions, biographies for all of the guest speakers and all of the other details. I just wanted to kind of ask everybody here, what are you looking forward to the most about this event? I'm looking forward to see how this works virtually. I'm excited about it. I know we have a production company that's helping us with this event, so it's going to look more like a television broadcast 
than just kind of like a boring Zoom meeting. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how they can jazz it up and make it as exciting and as energizing as they can for our attendees. Bob? Well, so many things. I, we are doing some topics this year. That, well, one in particular that I'm really looking forward to, which is the workforce development panel session. But we are also doing some special inspection related things this year, which we have never done before. So uh, Gary Pascarell is a guest speaker from FNR who will be talking about masonry testing and inspection. And Leo Titus from ECS is going to do a session dedicated to special inspections. And so I am really looking forward to those. Brian, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to the the prep part of this, believe it or not. Uh, you know, it is going to be virtual. It's going to present some interesting challenges for us, but I'm looking forward to learning how to uh, prepare my content. Uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes. We're gonna, It's going to have some engaging aspects of it, like polling and things like that. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see how that goes. And I'm hoping that we can bring some of that forward to the the live ones, too to make them even more engaging in the future. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the, not even any of the sessions, I'm looking forward to the networking lounge and things like that that we have for our um, attendees. Um, I'm really excited to see how all that works out and how we can see people connecting even in the virtual event. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most. It's not, we do have a great agenda lined up, but I'm not really excited about any of that. I wanna see how people are making connections and relating to each other, um, just cause I don't have the technical background, but all the content looks really great so far, but I'm really excited about the out of session kind of interactions that people will be having. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, one of the things that is gonna be pretty cool is we're gonna have an opportunity for attendees to meet with quality analysts uh, on my team at different parts of the event so that they can kind of sit down and and chat and maybe a couple people can join them at the same time. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work out using this online platform yet, but it, it you know just as it gives attendees an opportunity to attend without travel, it gives our staff an opportunity to attend without travel, which kind of broadens our attendees list uh, internally and gives the attendees more opportunity to interact with our staff, which should make it a, a better event in that regard. So I guess there were a couple of things that I was excited about that I wasn't thinking about when you asked me that <laughs> originally. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're looking forward to a great event. Uh, as usual, it's the 2021 Ashto Resource Technical Exchange. It's going to be March. What are the dates again? 15th through the 19th. March 15th through the 18th. 19th. And we hope through the 19th, you can attend that day too. Uh, <laughs> we look forward to seeing everybody there. If you have any questions about the technical exchange, you can reach out to any of us. You can send a general email to info at ashtoresource.org, or you can reach out to Tracy, Bob, uh, Kim, or me, uh, either on the phone or, or through our email addresses. And if you listen to this regularly, you know what they are. Okay, Bob, any parting words for the listeners about the Ashto Resource Technical Exchange for 2021? Well, I think we have another great lineup of topics and some amazing guest speakers. So uh, I would encourage everybody to, to check it out. I think there is something for everybody. And despite 
the fact that it's going to be online, I am confident it's going to be another great event. So we hope to see many of you there. All right. Thank you for your time today, Bob and Tracy, and of course, Kim. Thanks for listening to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resources' Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.